Hi, and welcome to the Poppin' Sons Podcast with your host, Lance, and my co-host, Pops. You! We're here. Today, November 29th, we have an interesting episode for you guys today, and I want to just basically start off the show with touching on the, the last weekend's fight with Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz, and uh, I'm going to let the old man start off this one here. I'm going to tell you something. It was actually a much better fight than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought Wilder, uh, Ortiz was going to give Wilder a lot. Well, he did. Remember, he, in my opinion, in our opinion, while we were watching the fight, we thought he won five of the first six rounds. I agree. But we both know that 40-year-old fighters don't get better as the fight goes on. And the longer the fight went, and the Wilder being the one-punch knockout artist that he is, is, well, you listen to Deontay Wilder. He'll tell you himself. They have to be perfect for 12 rounds. I have to be perfect for one second. Right. You know what I have to right. land one shot. Right. And uh and I mean we, we we if we don't acknowledge I know we're having a I'm having a problem with the state of boxing as it is, but the heavyweight division looks great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's time that we start to acknowledge that Deontay Wilder has to go down with George Foreman, Mike Tyson. In fact, he might be the best hitter out of all three or out of all of them. Simply because of his length, his size. He's a monster heavyweight that we didn't have back then. Right. Heavyweights his, his size, 200 pounds. His size is 6'4", gives him the ability to have a, a defensive a defensive Exactly. And that length on that jab. Right, with the length. Exactly. It's a telephone pole. Exactly. Now, I mean, go. I mean, I'm just going to quick, quick say, yeah. I thought that Luis Ortiz fought a hell of a fight. He fought a great fight. He won five and, out of six and, rounds. And if you take, if you take Deontay Wilder out of the question... Mm. Luis Ortiz is the best heavyweight in boxing right now. I agree with you 100%. 100%. That's why and nobody else will fight him. Joshua, Anthony Joshua can't hold him. Then there's a reason no. why these guys will not fight him. Exactly. exactly. And the only person that could possibly fight him is Deontay Wilder. Yeah. And again, another guy that nobody wants to fight. That's why they've had Deontay to fight twice. Wilder. And this is the, Exactly. This mm -hmm. is the reason why they fought twice already. Mm -hmm. Because the, no, between the two of them, nobody wants to fight either one of them. Mm -hmm. That's the cream of the division right now. And, and so, talking about kind of along the lines of what you just said, I, I agree that the reason why this happened, and, and after a while, for a 40 year old, like you said, mm -hmm. we all know we've seen it with other boxers, Roy Jones towards the end, mm -hmm. and everybody towards the end of their career, they just don't see it coming anymore as fast as they used to. The reactions don't, the reactions are not there anymore as fast as they used to. The fast switch reflexes. Exactly. Gone. Those twitch, those fast yeah, exactly. switch fast re switch reflexes. reflexes and, and, and especially with a guy like Wilder with the, the hammer that he's throwing, if you don't see it coming, you don't stand <laughs> the goddamn chance. Did you see the look on, on Ortiz's face? Once that shot down. when he got hit, he was out Once when he, he got hit. Down. The, his face was contorted. The look on his, his look face his was face? like, where the did that come exactly? From? Exactly. And it was he scary. Had no clue. Exactly. It was scary. That he yeah. actually got up and wanted to mm -hmm. continue as a mm -hmm. testament to the kind of person, mm -hmm. the athlete that he is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's why Deontay Wilder has the utmost respect for him because he knows this guy's whipping his ass right. until and he catches friends. him. They're it was friends. the same thing in the first fight. I remember, he was the first guy that everybody said, "Oh, he exposed Wilder." Right. Right. As far as I'm concerned, the only thing that got exposed was Wilder's heart champion, champion, the heart of a champion. Yeah. The because champion. we've always talked about this. And there's so many of these guys that look great front runners when they're winning. Right. 
To me, the champion is the cha you. Sh you show me when you get up off of the canvas, or when you're cut, or when things are going bad for you. You've lost the first fight. You can't mm -hmm. figure it out yet. Mm -hmm. And then you come back toward the end of the fight, and you get mm -hmm. your just desserts. Yeah, that's true. And you got to say that about him. What more do we want to know? He was hurt bad in that first fight. And I'll tell you, remember, remember the uh, fight Saturday night? Remember, I thought he was hurt bad in the first round with the first shot that he got. I right, thought he got right. hit cold. And that was early. That he was, was early. cold, yeah. yeah. You know, again, Ortiz, I'd like this. I'm going to tell you something. I don't think Anthony Joshua lasts one round with King Kong, I okay, agree. with Ortiz. I agree. I'd tell you, take it a step further. Tyson Fury is a better boxer and has more experience than Deontay Wilder right now. That's why he gave him such a hard time. But you see, every time Deontay landed, Tyson Fury's head was on the floor. Yeah, he was, what's going on here? You know, and he's got that, for once, he's had, he's six foot nine. So... Deontay had to figure out for once how to fight a guy that's bigger than him. He's never fought a guy taller than him. Well, you, know, you know what I mean? I mean, at this point, I think I do think it's time to see a, 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 it's not going to happen. I mean, nobody else is going to do it. So what's going to happen next, I think, is going we're going to see a Wilder Fury rematch. Yeah, yeah. Because now I think, both I think of those it's, guys... It's, I think it's set or they're still in negotiation. Well, it might be yeah. because now both of those guys are currently undefeated yeah. because their previous fight yeah. ended in a draw. I think the only thing that derails that... Remember, Tyson Fury wants he wants to, he wants to, he wants to go to UFC. He's in negotiations with Dana White. Well, I mean that's that's completely separate subject. Yeah. I, well, I don't, I don't think I you don't know, really agree with that. I don't, going back I don't think it'll happen, back. and I'm gonna tell you why. Dana White is not gonna pay him what he's gonna make for a heavyweight championship fight. That you know, it's, it's just not. He's a, he's a heavyweight you know, champion, and, yep. and with his. With his record, he's currently 29-0. And, and he is also the only guy who Deontay Wilder doesn't have a win on. Exactly. I mean, exactly. I, me personally, I thought them three devastating knockouts should have given him the edge in that fight. I thought he won the fight myself. Barely, but I can't argue that Wilder didn't, that uh, Fury didn't win the fight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't like the draw, but I think it was the best of both worlds because you could seriously create make, make an argument for either fighter winning the fight. Well, I guarantee one thing: if they do fight again, it's going to be some big, big dollars oh, yeah. because going from the oh, Staples yeah. Center, which is where their first fight was, yeah. going to where it should have been in the first place in the MGM Grand, because it's going to give even more money. Yeah, I tell you what, it's going to be a mega fight. It will be a mega fight. I tell you what, you know why I like that fight? I like that fight in the Mecca, Madison Square Garden, where all the men, where Joe Lewis fought Max Schmeling, okay, where Joe Frazier, where Muhammad Ali fought Joe Frazier. I mean, the little, I can go on and on. Well, my head stood up on that one. I can go on and on. I'm sorry. I, Las Vegas is a great place for boxing. I know they've taken over boxing. But truthfully, there is nothing. And I've done this myself. Sitting ringside in Madison Square Garden. Nothing to it. No, there's nothing else like it. The last thing that I will add on that is with... With his record being what it is at 41-0. Mm -hmm. Is he going to be the first person to challenge Floyd Mayweather's record? And is this the reason why Floyd Mayweather is trying to come back to boxing now? Yeah. But like I said, that'll be something for another day. Yeah, because we're going to move on to our yeah, next topic. We need to now, talk okay? about that. That 50 no, we need to talk yeah, about exactly, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly, right. exactly. Okay, so with, with the next topic is going to be, we're going to be talking about baseball in the MLB offseason. I just want to start by saying, remember, it's that time of the year right now when players sign contracts with a lot of zeros on them and executive wheeling deals to see if they can get some holiday bargains. And now that the general manager meetings are over and the winter meetings just around the corner, that means that it's hot stove season. The hot stove season is percolating, and through several deals that have already been consummated, we're going to see what's going to happen the rest of the off season right now. Um, 
really quick. I just wanted to start off by just with trying to figure it out. Which player is more likely going to move to another another team next season? Right now, the top of my list is going to be Mookie Betts, Francisco Lindor, and Chris Bryant. I'm going to let you, Pop, start off on, on basically what you think about that. I'm going to tell you. Uh, first of all, I believe Mookie Betts is at the top of that list. Because the rumblings that we've been hearing from the Red Sox is that they're not going to resign. They're not going to break the bank to bring him back. I don't think the Red Sox can afford him. Yeah, that too. That too. So uh, he's going to be the guy that's going to be moving. Uh, Chris Bryant, I'm not really sure. You know, there's, he's got something really going on. You know, first of all, they're going to have to have the fans. They're going to show up if they trade Chris Bryant. I agree. You know, and they've they've had a love affair going on with that kid ever since he first set foot on the field. Mm-hmm. And not only that, he remember he you could also argue that he was the linchpin to bringing the Cubs back right. to be able to win a World right. Series after a hundred year drought. Right, right. You know, exactly. so exactly. I wouldn't. But I mean, as far as he can probably go anywhere. I mean, who wouldn't want Chris Bryant on their team? He's a great third He's baseman. Third baseman, yeah. Absolutely. He's a and and something that that we don't harp on enough. Nobody. He's a good guy. Never been arrested, no DUIs, no assault and battery. He doesn't, he's not a white beater. The only thing you hear about this man is what he does good in the community mm-hmm. and his baseball. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about time that we start shining a light on some of these guys because all we talk about is the woman beaters right. and exactly. the DUI guys. Exactly. Okay. Uh, Frankie Lindor. Frankie Lindor. Personally, I think he's the cream of, of the crop. Only because of his age and the position that he plays. You know, shortstop is the mm-hmm. shortstop and pitcher. Those are marquee positions, center field. Uh, and it's his age. And this guy's going to, is he going to continue to hit home runs? The guy's hitting 30 home runs a year. You know, he's only getting better. He's getting, you know, you can argue that he's on the trajectory to be one of the top five players in, in, the, uh, in the MLB. And the reason that I'm worried about it is because I can Cleveland afford to, okay, there you go. You hit a good, can Cleveland afford to pay him? I don't think Cleveland can afford to pay him either. Cleveland yeah. doesn't have money like that over there. Yeah. But, you know, we're talking about Frank Francisco Lindor, Mr. Yeah. Smiles. That's what he's known for, exactly. Smiles, because no matter what he's going through, he's got a huge so smile. If you were going to break the bank for anybody, it would, if you're going to mortgage your future for anybody, it would be for him. I agree. I yeah. agree. I mean, right now, this this season, he made $10.5 million. Yeah. And I, he does deserve. And he's underpaid. He's underpaid. <laughs> yeah. when, you consider, when you consider guys like Manny Machado and those other guys like that, yeah. he is underpaid. Yeah. Now, um, you know, briefly talking about Chris Bryant, like you touched on, how much Chicago loves Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember the, the, his first game. Yeah. Be, actually, check that. Going back even before he was a Chicago Cub, they had signs with he was already people hyped up, holding yeah. his name, holding signs with his name on them. Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant, Chris Bryant. That was before the Chicago even brought him up, yeah. which is unreal. Yes, he is the savior of the Chicago Cubs, and he's the one who brought that title back to them. And, and we all know the story the story, and how long it's been since they won a World Series prior to them winning the World Series. Right. And, yeah, he was he was the guy. He was the primary guy in that. Yeah, and there's no rum. I don't hear any rumblings coming out of Theo Epstein or anything going on in Chicago other than the he stays. The one major move I think they were going to make this year was Joe Madden. Getting rid of Madden and right. getting a new manager. Right. Because according to them, that was the problem. Right, right. Now, when we talk about, when you talk about, like... It's crazy when you talk, you're talking about Joe Madden. Right. When you talk about can, can a team, whether a team can afford to pay a guy the big contract, I'm trying to think, and I'm not off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody on Chicago's roster currently that has a high contract and anything that will show that they can't afford to pay him 
the the the, the thirty million dollars a year yeah. that I think that he that he would deserve. Well, you remember him, Rizzo, all these guys are young. They all came up at the same time, and right. I, I don't think they, right. they they're just now crossing the free agent or uh, free agency well, threshold. Rizzo's a little older. Remember, Rizzo originally was with the Red Sox, and then he got the cancer. Right. And then wow. he was all he was off for a couple of years, but no, I mean he's he's not that much older. He's only a few yeah. years older. I mean, but still, you know, in the long run, tell it, you what, little side note on Anthony Rizzo, and being a Met fan, oh, that guy gives me nerves. Gives gives me bad guys. Yeah, no, Rizzo's 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 <laughs> um, definitely a killer. I hate to see him at the plate. Rizzo's definitely a killer. Now, I mean, I'm talking about Mookie Betts. Great you know, we, we, we live in Massachusetts, and when we talk about Mookie Betts, in more recent years, Mookie Betts has been the be-all, end-all. Yeah. Do I think that the Red Sox can afford to keep him? I don't. But I'll tell you one thing. New England will be very upset if the Red Sox yeah. don't make an attempt on him. Well, you know what it is? You also have coming up uh, Jackie Bradley. Right, because they're all pretty much close in any right. age, and but, the shortstop who. But but you talking about Bogarts? But I don't yeah, exactly, think yeah. that I don't think that Brandley or Bogarts or or, or even Benintendi have the effect mm-hmm. that Mookie Betts has. He was the first one to turn star. Right. He was the one that you first one that you could point to say, you know what? Wow, yeah, it wasn't hype in the major minor leagues. Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, again, we're talking about talking about Mookie Betts here and. You know, he will make that money elsewhere. Yes, he will. He will make that money elsewhere. I tell you, he stands a better chance of making more money elsewhere than with the Red Sox. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct. Absolutely yeah. correct. Because, I mean, with the exception of recently J.D. Martinez, the Red Sox are not spending that kind of money. And they haven't spent that kind of money. Well, the thing of it is, you look at their lineup. I, I, I'm torn. Because I think Joey Cora did a great... Is it Joey Cora, the manager? Joey right? Cora, yeah. Thank you, you don't... No, Alex Cora, Alex You guys Cora. will find out that uh, every now and then I need to be corrected with uh, names. Because my mind, as well as it works for facts, dates, I could be a little challenged sometimes. That's why I have these guys around me to get me back into it's the right... Alex name. Cora. Thank you. I actually think that he undermanaged last year. The, as great as he was the year before, it was basically the same team. Yeah, yeah. How did they fall? I, okay, the Yankees jumped out to an early lead, and I mean they were they were they just basically the Yankees, and I still don't figure I don't, I don't understand how they did it. They ran away and hit because the Yankees had more injuries than anybody else, and I mean key players, yeah, much, all of their key players. Think if you stop, I don't want to get too much into the Yankees, but when you think their starting third baseman, who was on the way to be a stud, Guzman, mm-hmm. is it Guzman? He's the one that had the injury. And where did this kid Gino Ochella come <laughs> out of nowhere all of a sudden? Yeah. Uh, and the list goes on. I'm not going to get too into it because we're talking about the Red Sox, not the Yankees, and we're talking about free agency. Right, right. But, I, you know, that he that they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't even get a wild card. That kind of staggered. You know, and everybody kept talking about it, and I'm not going to lie. You know, I'm, I am a Met fan. Let me bring this home really quick. I, I, I think as much as I like Cora, I think he undermanaged last year. And I wouldn't make. I would not break this team up. I would go do the best I could, figure it out, keep bets, hang on to all of them because this roster can compete again this year. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And it's funny you mentioned the way the Yankees ran away and hid because they did <laughs> jump out to that huge lead early, 
And it almost made it to the point where they put on the pressure on the rest of the ALEs yes. to try to catch up to that. And, and the team started to crumble a little bit. But, um, I mean... I'm shocked that the Red Sox didn't make the playoffs. I am absolutely shocked the Red Sox didn't make the playoffs either. Now, um, like I said, out of those three guys, who do you think is going to be most likely to end up in a new team next season? It's going to be Mookie. It'll be Mookie Betts. I agree with you on that. I think it will be Mookie Betts also. And I mean, it's going to have to, it's going to take a lot for somebody to pry away Mookie Betts from, from the, uh, from the Red Sox. And I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen during these next couple of months to see who's going to offer up pretty much the farm to get Mookie Betts on their team. He's he's a stud and he's a young stud. Okay. His bad, I still think his best years are in front of him. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's peaked yet. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, the next guy I want to talk about is he's not a free. He, he's not. He's not currently attached to a team. Actually, he is currently attached to a team, but he is a free agent on that team. Is Anthony Rendon? Now, Anthony Rendon. How can we, we forget him? Again, you know, as Mets fans, mm. it, it's Anthony Rendon kills me. Absolutely kills me because he is, for lack of a better saying, our generation's Met killer. And no matter what he does when he plays against the New York Mets, it always seems like his numbers are exacerbated. And he he, he double triples and, and and fully exceeds what he does against every other team. And it's only against the Mets, which is it stands to mention that it's a it's it's a it's a division rival, so it makes it even worse. And as a Mets fan, it drives me absolutely insane. You wanna laugh? You wanna laugh really quick? This man is gonna get an extra ten million dollars a year just because of his stats on the Mets. No, exactly. Against the exactly. Mets. Exactly. Now, you know, you want to talk about you want to talk about uh, last year's big mega contracts between Manny Machado and Bryce Harper. I think I think that Anthony Rendon deserves that contract. Neither one of them played up to that contract. Right. Exactly. Neither one of them. Exactly. You know, and this is obviously going off a little a little off the beaten path the beaten path here, but. Manny Machado might be a little overrated for that money, and, and Bryce Harper is definitely overrated for yeah, that money. Yeah, that's yeah. just my opinion. Yeah, I tell you, the one thing is, the one good thing is, they both still have the majority of their career in front of them, and they can still live up to these contracts. It was only still the first year, and they're they're long, they're ten year contracts, aren't they? Bryce Harper's is a thirteen million dollar contract. Thirteen years. Thirteen year contract. So he still has twelve good years to try to make good on that contract. I don't you know? think he might make it to the end of that. Contract. I just, you know, he's he's. I don't think he's become the player that everybody thought. And you know, and that's really hard on this. I don't mean mean to be hard on Bryce Harper. We're still talking about a guy that hits thirty at minimum thirty home runs every single year. He's always close to the hundred RBI range. And let's face it, you know, the guy does put a little threat, a little fear in pitchers' hearts with that massive swing. But uh, the problem with Bryce Harper is his. He's um, what was I gonna say? The problem with Bryce Harper is he came with a big name from the beginning. With his backstory and, yeah. and, and how his father took him out of his father took him out of regular school yes. at 16 years That's old right. to enroll him in a community college because they wanted to get more pressure so yeah. he can become a major That's league right. baseball player right. sooner. Right. That's the issue that a lot of people have with Bryce Harper. Yeah, and especially the old he, school. He crowd. may be burned out if you talk about it that right. way. I mean, it's, and that's what I'm saying. Especially the old school crowd who believes in earning your earning where you're coming from and and, and you know just. It's that old school crowd, and I think that the, the kids, the kids today, love him. Let's just say the best him. thing for Bryce Harper is that he has a thirteen. He still has twelve more years to live up to that contract. <laughs> Absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Now, the last guy, the last guy that we want to talk about today, right now, and it's because he's been in the news a lot lately, is Garrett Cole. Yes. Garrett Cole, starting pitcher for the uh, team out in Houston. Um, 
does Garrett Cole deserve three hundred million dollar contract? Uh, I think right now he's a hot guy. Um, honestly, in all honesty, okay, as much as I love pitching and I think pitching controls baseball, I have a hard time with a guy. So first of all, think about the amount of the budget, the operating budget that he's going to take for you. That means there's a couple of players you're not going to be able to go get that you really need on the back end. Uh, I don't think anybody that only plays once a year, uh, pitches at once every five days, should make that kind of money. Okay. Granted, the market being what it is, and this is America, and you should get as much money as you possibly can because remember, these are athletes and they have a window. They're not doctors. They're not sports show talk hosts. They can work until they're 80, 90, until they decide they don't want to work anymore. These guys got 10 years, basically, to get where they got to get because, and especially, you know how it is now. Remember in the beginning, baseball, when the early free agency, you had to have your time in. You know how it's turning around now, almost like football. They're trying to get these, they're trying to get these, get, they're paying these guys now as they're younger. They're ignoring the older free agents. Right. They're staying around to the end. Right, right. Signing mindly contracts, which to me is mind-boggling. Right. Who was last year's free agent that never played? There was a couple of guys that they left right to Dallas Keuchel. Yeah, yeah. Well, how, sure how did Dallas Keuchel? How did Dallas Keuchel spend six uh, half of the season on the bench Atlanta, and not on the bench unemployed? Atlanta signed him midway because you know the money that he was required that he was requiring. Exactly. But you know we're talking we're talking about Garrett Cole. We're talking about yes, Garrett, Cole, about Garrett Cole. Where did Garrett, where did Dallas Keuchel come from prior? From Houston. Yeah. And the thing the thing that the thing that's not mind boggling because Houston has his reputation with today's pitching and what it is that Houston has this reputation that their their upper management their staff their 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 you know the guys who are going out and showing these guys proper pitching technique their scouts their trainers all this stuff Houston is Houston's on the next level Houston's on another level that no other team is at right now. Organizationally wise for their pitchers yeah. and that is the reason why Houston's like you know what you, you want this money that's all good and well, but we're not going to give it to you because we got 10 other guys who we feel are at your level right. or beyond when you're considering the numbers. And, and, and this is, this is I know you're an old school guy, so it's, just, it's a little Chinese here right now, mm -hmm. but with the Rap Soto and all those other numbers that these guys, the, the, there's those numbers that are put out, spin rates and stuff like that. that yeah, that's that, that are like, you know, this, but this is what Houston's guys are doing, yeah. and this is what Houston's guys, and this is the reason why they say to a guy like Garrett Cole, we're not going to give you this, I mean, you know, not Garrett Cole, I'm sorry, to a guy like Dallas Keuchel, mm -hmm. go find the free agent market. And that's what led other people to say, well, gee, I wonder, when knowing that Houston's ahead of the curve and, and you know, it's with what they're doing is better than everybody else right now, if Houston is saying we're not going to take a guy like Dallas Keuchel, other teams are like, what's going on there? What does Houston see that we're yeah. not seeing? But you're never going to see yeah. what Houston's seeing, what they're not seeing, because Houston is so far advanced with everybody else on what they're doing yeah. from off the field stuff with their pitchers, which is the reason why I say, will Garrett Cole get three hundred million? No, I don't think Garrett Cole's going to get three hundred million. Definitely not from Houston. Don't forget the Yankees. But will he get it from somebody else? The Yankees are always hovering. <laughs> the Yankees are always hovering. Yeah, I mean, and they can pay the three hundred million. I agree with that. I agree with that one hundred percent. But if 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 the, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to call it like okay. we're going to say Houston's the Godfather of pitching right now. If, if they're not going to give their seal of approval on somebody making that much money, will anybody else do it? As far as pitchers go, I'm not talking about the rest of baseball. I'm talking about 
pictures. Yeah. All right. Let me uh, give you something on that, okay? Uh, Garrett Cole is going to end up either with the Yankees. Don't be surprised about the Dodgers. The Dodgers might come in, but it makes 100% perfect sense to the Yankees. Because if you think about the Yankees, if they would have had Garrett Cole in that playoff series with Houston, they would have went to the World Series. Houston would have never made it. Because Garrett Cole's in... And and they have you know why they're gonna get rid of not get rid of him they can't afford to keep him remember all they have all that homegrown talent that's gonna be coming through we got Correa's gonna be looking for a contract Springer Altuve the uh the the uh, the rookie that is gonna obviously gonna win rookie of the year the uh, massive center fielder what the heck is this kid's name it escapes me right now but again they have all these these are all, and they're all homegrown again another testament to their organization. They just keep popping up homegrown studs out of anywhere. We got J.D. Davis from them, who they couldn't find a spot for. The kid is 330 home runs and 400 at-bats. I agree. I agree 100%. So, I mean, um, in this last little, this last little, um, before we wrap it up here mm-hmm. on, this, on this specific segment, um, the New York Mets just signed a new manager in Carlos Beltran. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want to put it out there and – because Carlos Beltran is a former New York Met, and I'm glad that they signed him as manager. But to me, Carlos Beltran is is my generation's version of Roberto Clemente in being that guy who who's you know he's a philanthropist off the field and he's all about charities and stuff like that. And for all around good guy for the Mets to make him the first Latino Puerto Rican head coach. In New York sports history, and it's talking about sports history across the board. I'm happy to be a Mets fan, and I'm extremely happy for Carlos Beltran. And we're gonna leave it right there, and we're gonna move on to our next topic. Okay, and now we're gonna talk about really quick uh, what's going on in college football this weekend. Uh, it is rivalry rivalry week. I always get that word confused. Don't ask me why. I can't <laughs> say it right because it's just. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But anyway, um, this week's games have playoff implications for a lot of teams this week. And, and, and everybody wants to make the college football playoff because this year, this the new system that's going on right now, everybody thinks it's crazy. But anyway, that's for another, that's neither here nor there. It's a topic for another day. Uh, right now, the top 10 and the, who they're playing this week, we have LSU playing Texas A&M this week. I think that's an easy win for LSU. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't touch that one. I, I can yeah, touch 100%. LSU being number one. And Texas A&M, not, not, just, they're just not going to be able to keep up with LSU and what they got going right now with Joe Burrow. It's just amazing on offense right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with that. Next game being Ohio State versus Michigan. <laughs> this game is one of the hugest rivalry games in college football. It's been going on for ages now. Um, Michigan, I like what Michigan's doing. Michigan is number 10 currently right now. Big game for Harbaugh. It's a huge game for Harbaugh. Big it's a huge game for Harbaugh. But um, <clears throat> Ohio State, I have Ohio State winning this game because defense alone. You think I take if I could briefly interject? Let me ask you a question. You think this game determines whether Harbaugh stays in college football or moves on to the pros? Like it it's does. Been rumored? It does. It does. It does. All right, just it brief. does. Just want to get your opinion on it. And the next game after that is going to be Clemson and South Carolina. Clemson seems to have turned around their early woes in the beginning of the season. I don't know what you can call woes because it's not like they're losing games left and right. right. But, you know, college football where everything is a quick hitter, uh, they seem to have turned around their woes. And I think uh, 
this week's game is going to show that uh, Trevor Lawrence is back and he's no longer struggling. Didn't he spank North Carolina once already? 55 to 10? Playing South Carolina. Oh, okay. Ooh, sorry about that. <laughs> That's why you're the expert on college. Yeah, next game, and the next game after that is Georgia versus Georgia Tech. Another huge rivalry game. Two in-state, two in-state teams. Georgia Tech being a story team who used to run the option and doesn't run the option no more, which I think is crazy. You can't, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. And Georgia right now, quarterback by Jake Fromm, mm-hmm. who if anybody remembers watching this TV series on a certain on a certain platform that we won't, we won't talk about right now, but he used to be on that platform as the QB1. It's a TV show. You should go watch it. Yeah. Uh, Jake Fromm is a stud quarterback who I think is going to be one of the top draft picks in this current draft. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, easily, I think Georgia wins that game. You you think so? I do. Hands I, down. I'll tell you. No, I, that, I think that's a game to look at, and I'll tell you why. Just because of the in-state rival. You know, the ramble, the rambling wreck might get up for this one a little bit make a game out of it. But we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Next game after that is going to be Alabama-Auburn. Uh, Auburn hasn't, in my opinion, Auburn hasn't really been much since Cam Newton left. So Alabama's going to win that one by a landslide. They have. They better win it by a landslide. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how they're going to get back into the top four if they don't start smashing people the rest oh, of the way yeah. out. Yeah, they got a point to prove the rest of the way. And the next mm-hmm. game after that is going to be Utah, Colorado. Utah and the Utes, they're, they're steadily climbing back up to where they used to be when Urban Meyer was there. Yeah. And Utah's going to win that game hands down, pretty easily, I think. Yeah, I got to It's not even a, con- a contest. Yeah. Yep. Next game after that, we have Oklahoma playing Oklahoma State. <clears throat> I think Jalen Hurts has something to prove here. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts won. Jalen Hurts is his name's been back in, you know, since he's left over there from Alabama. He's been he's proven that he's he is a great quarterback yes. no matter where he goes. And I think it's time for him to st- I think it's time for him to start being recognized as such. If I could just interject on Mr. Hurts really quick. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be next year's. Uh, I, I'm not going to put him on the same pedestal as Lamar, obviously not. But I'm saying as far as draft, he's going to fall down in the draft, and it's going to be a team that's going to absolutely say it. But but for it to work, it has to be just like with Jackson. The coach has to say, you know what? I got to think out of the box. This is a different talent. I think you got an argument there. Yeah. So okay. next we're going to go to Florida State versus Florida. Florida is in number eight right now, ranked number eight right now, and I think Florida was going to win that game. Florida State hasn't really done much in a while either. Yeah. Um, their defense is always great, but I don't think they can handle the uh, the, the guns that Florida has right yeah, now. Yeah, no, they're not ready for them, I don't think. So we're going to lead up to number nine right now. Number nine, number nine ranked team in the nation, Minnesota, is playing Wisconsin this week. Minnesota's a great team, and what they're doing right, right now up there in Minnesota is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that Wisconsin is what it used to be anymore. Wisconsin kind of falling down. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota's going to win that game. Yeah. And I, we're going to f- finish it out with number 10, which we already actually talked about. Number 10 team is, is Michigan. Yes, sir. And they're playing Ohio State. I'm not gonna, we're not going to keep chiming in on that because we talked about it. But that we need to circle this one. You need to watch but this game. But it, it is a must-watch game. It's definitely game. 100% a must-watch game. I think it's probably the most must-watch game this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's got yeah, a lot of celebrity mean, mark matchups. Oh, yeah, definitely. Marquee tune, game. tune your TVs into that game because you will not be disappointed. And in our final segment today, we're going to talk about professional football. We're going to make some picks for this week's this weekend's games because we know that a couple of games already happened yesterday. So, we're going to make our picks for this week's games. And right now, I'm going to turn it over to our moderator, Ross, who's going to bring us into these picks now. 
All right, so we got first game, Titans at the Colts. We got Pops. I like the Colts on this one. Colts, what do you got, Lance? I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. All right, we got the New York Jets and Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> what do you got, Pops? I'm going to go with the Jets. I, I, I agree with that. I'm going with the Jets also. All right. Next, we got Redskins and Panthers. Who you got, Pops? Panthers. I don't know. I'm going to pull this one out. I'm going to say the, the Redskins on this one. <laughs> oh, all right. Next, we got Bucks, and they are at Jacksonville Jaguar. I got to go with my man, Jameis. Yeah, I, I think that, I think Jameis is going to pull that one out with the Bucks. I think he's going to get that one. All right. Next, we got Eagles, and they're in Miami Dolphins. This was tough for me because I hate the Eagles, but uh, I don't see any way possible that Miami beats the Eagles. Yeah, unfortunately, they're going to chalk this one up as a win for the Eagles. All right. Next, we got Rams, and they're playing the Cardinals. I'm be controversial. I think the the Cardinals are going to beat them. I I have to agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. The Rams have been struggling lately, and I think think, uh, Kyler's going to pull one out. Yeah, he's on the upswing, yeah. All right. Next, we got Chargers, and they're playing the Broncos. What do you got, Pops? The best and the worst, I guess, the Chargers. I'll take the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Chargers, too. <laughs> All right. Next, we got the Raiders, and they're playing the Chiefs. I'm going with my homeboy today. Pat Mahomes is going to win this game. What do you got, Lance? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm going to have to say Chiefs. Uh-oh. I'm going to have to say Chiefs. Okay. All right, next we got hometown Pats, and they're playing the Texans. Is that is that a... Uh, uh, that's at the Texas. That's, that's at the Texas. Texas. I'm going to be a little controversial. I'm taking the Texans. I think Deshaun outplays Brady. Uh, as, much as, as much as I would like to see the Texans win that game, I don't think they're going to. I think that there's still a little bit of uh, mileage on that. Tom gonna, Brady and the Patriots. I'm going to chime in and say the Patriots defense is going to win that game. That's a good yep. Very yep. good observation. Yep. All right. Next, we got Monday Night Football. Uh, Vikings and the Seahawks. Oh, I'm taking the Seahawks. I can't bet against Russell Wilson. He's just playing so well. Well, this is one of our highlight games. So, I mean, I think when we're talking about the Vikings and the Seahawks, the Vikings got some special stuff going on right now. Stephon Diggs has been playing lights out, and ever since, ever since, pretty much the entire Vikings organization called out the quarterback. Yep, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins thing is things have kind of changed over there. Yeah. And seeing as how like uh, Kirk Cousins and they, they changed the turnaround, the offense has been playing lights out since. But I mean. I tell you what, I take it a step further. This is put up a shut up for Kirk Cousins. This is the it first is put up a shut real up team that he plays. We're going to find out shot. if this, if this is, is Kirk Cousins or not. It is absolutely correct. And I agree with you on that. So, I mean, I'm not, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm not, I'm not going to pick the Vikings because mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, potential MVP this season. Yes, sir. It is debatable whether he might end up actually being the MVP this season. Yes, sir. Good race. There's not, there's no, there's no reason, there's no reason that he won't win this game. It is going to be a fun game to watch. Thank God it's on Monday because there will be no other games to, to yeah. clash with it. Yeah. So you're kind of forced to watch that game. I am picking the Seahawks, like I said. And, uh, you know, yeah. it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think Russell Wilson's going to 
Tear it up. All right. Next we got Packers, and they're in New York playing the Giants. What do you got, Pops? Oh, sweet Jesus. I'm going with my heart on this one. The Giants, <laughs> the Giants getting this one. I don't know how they're going to do it, but in, in that miracle, they're going to they're gonna pull this one out. <laughs> what do you think, Lance? If anybody who knows me knows that I'm a diehard Giants fan, but if you listen to what I'm about to say, you'll think that this guy is the biggest Giants hair around, <laughs> which couldn't be any further from the truth. Oh, here we go. I think the Giants are going to lose this game. And I think the Giants are going to lose this game so badly that we'll finally get what we want for Pat Sherman to be fired. And I'll get what I want and for the whole Danny Dimes BS to be over with already. No, if you want Danny Dimes to be gone, you're going to have to fight Gettleman too because that's his guy. Well, he's and, he, one and he's hung his whole career, his whole what's on his, Danny Dimes. What's the argument for him to stay? There, yeah, I'd have fired him last year. Thank you. I'll tell you the truth. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Packers, the Giants defense. And I would have never hired Shermer. The I'd Giants defense them. can't handle the Packers. They're not going to be able to keep up with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is going to make the Giants defense look like high schoolers. Yeah, pretty much. If you go with the trend of the way the Giants defense has been playing all season long, Aaron Rodgers and being the stud quarterback that we know Aaron Rodgers is, and who has won MVPs before, who's won Super Bowls before, Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day. Yeah, it would seem like this, Unfortunately. this is the game that he gets healthy again. This is the Unfortunately game he gets for us. swagger back. Again. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next up, we got Baltimore, and they are in San Francisco playing the 49ers. That is the game of the week. That's how we're going to find out now whether the 49ers are real or not. To me personally, I go back by the Bill Parcells said it. Remember, he was a great coach. <laughs> you are what your record says you are. I don't want to hear about what you're thinking. They are 10 and 1. Last year, they were four, they only won four games last year, and they turned it around in an incredible way. I think they're for real, but nobody's found a way to stop Lamar Jackson yet. And I just, I got to go with him right now. I'm taking, I'm taking the Ravens. You mean the MVP, Lamar Jackson? Yes, sir, that one. That guy. The MVP, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yes. Now, so far. So far. No, 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 no. MVP Lamar him and Russ, Jackson. Him and Russell Wilson, one and one eight. MVP Lamar Jackson. This game, when when Lamar Jackson wins this game, mm-hmm. I said it, when he wins this game, it will stop mm-hmm. all the naysayers about saying, that, oh, well, this guy's, oh, this guy, oh, no, no, no. When Lamar Jackson wins this game, yeah. he's going to put up maybe 200 yards in the air and have another 200 yards on the ground probably. So when Lamar Jackson wins this game and Gives the 49ers their second loss of the season. Yeah. The whole debate about whether Lamar Jackson deserves it or not, he is the MVP. Yeah. You need to give him the MVP after this game is over because he will beat the 49ers. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm not throwing any shade at the 49ers. Yeah. I think what the 49ers have done this season is amazing. Remarkable. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But Lamar Jackson, what he's done this year, I mean, he's he's gone up against the Patriots. Yeah. And they couldn't figure out how to beat him. No. Ran rough shot on him. He went up against Russell Wilson mm-hmm. and those same Seahawks, and they couldn't find a way to beat him. And they dismantled the Rams. And they, uh, yes, they absolutely abolished yeah. the Rams. <laughs> the Rams defense with, with you know, the Rams defense, who was in the Super Bowl last year, and the Rams defense, yeah. who everybody last year was saying is the, the greatest defense in the history of the NFL. Yeah. There's only one person difference. And shredded them. Mm-hmm. And, and he made him look like, he made again, he made him look bad. So, I mean, yeah, Baltimore's going to win this game. 
Um, I wouldn't take anything away from San Francisco in losing this game because yeah. they're still one of the best teams in the NFC, if not yeah. the best team t- in the I'll NFC. I'll tell you something on a side note. On a side note, this game is more important to San Francisco because we all know no matter what happens tomorrow, Jackson, is, you could say it was a fluke game. If he doesn't have a good game, say he had a bad, he was doing a bad game. But he's still the MVP. Yes. Yes. Washington, uh, San Francisco loses on Monday, and they're going to get undressed. They're going to be like, yeah, you know, they're going to have to we win a few more games. To Everybody's going to say, we knew it was a Thank you. They ran into one, the, the team, you know, and yep. they got smashed. Just like what happened to the Cowboys this so, past yeah, week. I, th- I think that game is bigger for San Francisco than yep. it is. I'm going to chime in and, and say I, I'm rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo, but, you know, whatever. We'll <laughs> Jimmy, Star Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Star Jimmy. <laughs> we got a Jimmy G fan <laughs> in the house. All right. Moving on, moving yeah. on. The controversial Steelers versus the Browns. What do you oh, got, Pops? Lord, Lord, Lord. Um, I don't know. Uh, I need to talk about Miles Garrett. You want me to pick the game first? You want me to talk about him <laughs> after? You can pick the game. Uh, I hope that the Steelers demolish them. And I shouldn't be talking that way, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I think the experiment in Cleveland, the Freddie Kitchens experiment, Wherever that mental weakness came from that they decided to give this guy the job because he got along with your Baker Mayfield, your crybaby quarterback. Okay, maybe Baker's doing good, but the rest of the team is in disarray. Hey, why are you ragging on Baker for? <laughs> because I think he's the most overrated quarterback in the NFL, oh, bar none. Yeah, I was just joking. And then he, you know, and furthermore, while I'm talking about him, how does he open up his mouth about Daniel Jones? And Daniel Jones got better stats than he does. Okay? So if you don't like, if you, you want to undo Danny Dimes, you can't talk about Baker Mayfield being anything than what he is. I go back to John Gruden when John Gruden was doing the quarterback show. They spread him out. He had four guys wide open and he threw an interception. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He can't drop back. He has to run around back there and scramble to make something happen. All right, quickly, I'm Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett has an indefinite suspension right now, which I called. Remember, I told you they're going to say, you know, you're indef- you're suspended indefinitely. Talk to us next year. He deserved it. He deserved that and much more. I don't understand how these, how you are a, a an athlete and you're in a brotherhood. Okay, you got into a disagreement with your brother. Get into a disagreement with your brother. You do not pull his helmet off and hit him in the head. I agree. I agree. Now, what I'm going to say really quick is, I mean, last the last time they played, which was the, when the incident happened, the Browns did win the game 21-7. Yeah, they did. So the Browns had a good game. But I think there's so much going on and, and, and just, for lack of a better saying, we got to kick these guys' asses. It's a talent-laden team. They because, just can't get out of their own way. Because of what happened. So I think the Steelers are going to come out. Extra pumped up right now, and I agree. I agree with, like you said, the Steelers are going to win this game because mm-hmm. the Steelers are going to have a chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. over the incident, what, what happened with Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph. And, and, and by the way, I, I forgot Marquise Pouncey, who I think is a travesty that he got suspended for three games for stepping in to protect his quarterback, which is drilled into you as an offensive lineman since the day you start day playing one. Pop Warner football. Day one. Protect okay. the quarterback no matter what. The man what. saw saw a human human being swing a helmet and he had to jump in and protect his quarterback. I agree. I agree. I agree. Uh before before we go, before we switch over for a minute, I'm gonna touch on the last little bit thing about Miles Garrett. I from day one after I saw what happened, I said Miles Garrett deserves a lifetime ban okay. from the NFL. Lifetime ban. 
because of what you did. Yeah. Not only did you, you, you know, people taking off helmets before and receive suspensions for it. You don't use your helmet as a weapon. In today's NFL, in today's game, with concussions and everything mm -hmm. being what it is, with the person who received the shot, the recipient of the, the, the incident, mm. the, the victim in this incident, mm -hmm. Ma and Mason Rudolph, having just received a concussion a few weeks prior. Knocked out cold. But he Five minutes. Knocked out cold. Mm -hmm. Knocked out cold. Dream Street, sniffing salts. Mm -hmm. Wake up, son, you're dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is the guy who got hit on the top of the head with a helmet because of a stupid, mm -hmm. stupid thing. The game is over. Why, why are you wrestling the game is over. to the ground? You're up play is over. Seven. Game is over. Play is over. If anything, it should have been a rough in the, pa the passer penalty. The game is over. The play is over. It's done. Mm -hmm. You pulled his, he, he tried to pull your helmet off. Yes, he originally tried to pull your helmet off. Yes, he mm -hmm. did that. And if you see the tape, you can't deny it. Mm -hmm. But what did you do? You roughing the passer. You threw Thank him you. down to the ground for no reason. Exactly. So he did what he did and he took you down. All right, yeah. whatever. Big deal. Not yet. For you to react the way you did and now for you to pull the... I, I'm going to say it. For you to pull a black card, card. For you to pull a black card and say he said a racial slur. A week later. A week a later. A week later is complete utter bullshit. And three other players, two of them which are African-American standing right next to you and neither one of them has, has confirmed it. They would have said something. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, with that being with that being the, the last of it, we're going to go ahead and switch. We're going to go ahead and switch. Uh, we're going to change our pace a little bit here. Mm -hmm. And we have a segment of our show. It's called Who You Benching? Where uh, in our in our segments every week, we're basically going to talk about who we think, in our opinion, is the guy to be benched for the most part. I mean, you know, whether he was the, the, the jerk of the, the week award or whatever the case may, may, may be, we're going to discuss on who you're benching. And it's not going to be any specific uh, sport related. It could be anybody who we think is out there that, that's been in the news recently that we think that deserves... Uh, a smack in the hand for what he's done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Go ahead with yours there, Pops. All right. Uh, I might be a week behind on this game, but I still have a bad taste in my mouth. Janoris Jenkins, Giants quarterback. We pay roughly $18 million a year. Uh, in the Dallas game, to, and this it was a crucial part of the game. We were still in the game. When Jarwin, uh, I think it was a screenplay, they got to us a Jarwin. And he's coming down, and Janoris Jenkins is standing right in front of him, has a clear shot at him. And what does he do? He sticks one hand out, and then he gets out of the way. He olayed him. Dude, you make $18 million a year. The game is on the line. I would have pulled him out and benched him right down the spot, and I, he would have not seen the field again. I would have sent him to the practice squad. Actually, he should have got cut, to tell you the honest to God's truth. And let's face it, he hasn't been all that good anyway this year anyway. Yep. You know, he's gotten burnt on uh, numerous occasions. The one good thing about him is he's a veteran, and with all the rookies that the Giants have drafted in that backfield, he's supposed to be teaching them the way. But with those old eight tackles, please, I, I'd rather he not teach that to the young guys. And that, that's who I'm benching today. All right, Lance, how about you? Who I'm benching today is, is um, I'm definitely going to have to say Kyrie Irving today. Because in light of in light of what he's recently put out there, and, and talking about life and, and and how you know don't judge him in a scope and all this other stuff and that I get it at the end of the day, professional athletes are still human beings at the end of the day and I understand that and I get that a hundred percent. I for what he said, 
there's two sides to the argument. I can't, I don't blame him in a way because yes, at the end of the day, you're still a human being. Yeah, everybody has their mental issues and all that other stuff, and not to take a a swipe at anything like that, but you have to understand, you have to realize one thing. When when Kyrie Irving decided to leave Duke after his first year playing basketball there, and he wanted to go on and play in the NBA, and he put himself eligible in the NBA draft, and he became an NBA draft pick, you knew right then and there, you signed on for that. No matter what, at the end of the day, you signed on for the fans to be in your life, no matter what. You can shelter yourself as much as you want, but these are the people paying your salary. Whether you like it or not, if these people who are paying your salary decide to, decide to boo you because you left them behind, that's on you. And there's nothing you can do about that. Especially having played in Boston, which everybody knows is one of the biggest, hugest fan towns around, and they, they love their teams. When you do them dirty, they're going to give it to you right back the same damn way. So for my for my this week for who I'm benching this week it's Kyrie Irving, and and there's nothing else I'm gonna say about that. Well, it is. Thank you guys for listening to the Pop and Sons podcast. Look out for our weekly episodes that we'll be releasing every week. Please follow us on all the social webs: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, your mother's face, your father's face, your uncle's face, your sister's face, all that good stuff. And also look us up at www.popandsunsports.com. I.